Thank you for being so good. Thank you for being so good. Are we thankful? Amen. Amen. I tell you, there is nothing more precious hour for me, and I hope for many of you, than the hour of coming to church. Whether it's Sunday, whether it's Monday or Wednesday or any time, it's so precious. And I look forward and I prepare myself. And I find myself that preparing my suit and my socks and my shoes and everything I should wear, except I have always to consult my wife that I should be color coordinated. Wardrobe, wardrobe. Otherwise, it'll be a disaster, I assure you. <laughs> but I are thankful for my wife and our wives' men that bless us. But the essence of it is we are very thankful to be here. I read a story. I normally don't be, begin with a story. I leave this to Randy, but I read a story that uh, brought tears to my eyes and lifted me up and encouraged me. I said, well, okay, why not reading it to them? It's a little bit long, but this is how it goes. It was Palm Sunday in 1987, when a dear woman was waiting for the service, like ours, to conclude and looking forward to an afternoon when the entire family would enjoy a rare day together. As the final song was beginning to flow from the congregation, she knew something was wrong. Pushing past the other family members, she made it as far as the outside steps. It was Tuesday when she awoke and found herself in the hospital, surrounded by her family and physician. A visit to a neurologist was suggested. The neurologist found an aneurysm in the major artery of the brain. No symptoms, no headaches, no blurred vision, no motor problems, never been in a better health, still young in years, still eating correctly, exercising, yet within a touch of death. She had two choices. Live with the knowledge of aneurysm, yet within a touch of death. Or hope for the best and a choice of brain surgery. How does someone handle news like this? How would you handle it? How did our friend handle it? Where is God at a time like this? The panic attack came. Would the surgery leave her paralyzed, blind, or even dead? All were possible. There were long talks with her husband, far into the night. There was inability to sleep. It was real. It was happening. And it was happening 
to her. On one of these sleepless nights, she walked downstairs, picked up her Bible, looked at the red ribbon imprinted with suggested topics, sorrow, worry, loneliness, courage. What should I read? And she picked up a passage. She wrote that passage on a little piece of paper and she put it in her palm of the hand and she kept this paper. It remained with her during the days, every day that led to her surgery. Surgery day found her with no fear of the surgery or the future. You wonder why. The piece of paper remained in her right hand as she was moved into the operating room. The final exam by the attending nurses revealed the paper. The piece of paper with the verse had served its purpose in her life. She told the nurse to throw it away. I got it. I know it by heart. But in her beautiful wisdom, the nurse responded, I have to take it now. But when you wake up, it will be taped on, your, on the palm of your hand. 36 hours later. Two, excuse me, two smiling nurses appeared. And they told her. Did you find your verse? Slowly she opened her fist. The tatter scrap was secured with a surgical tape. Reading it would not be possible now, but later on, but she knew it by heart. And the nurses were affected and read it to her. Let's open our Bibles and see. Joshua chapter 1. Verse 9. The Lord is talking, speaking. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When she was healed, this verse was the motto of her life. And the word of God never left her. And let's open our Bibles to chapter 1. The book of Joshua. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, 
to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea toward the setting of the sun will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will never fail you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right nor to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May God bless his word. For the Lord God be with you wherever you go. Isn't that a promise? I... Uh, said, what shall I tell the church today? I need to give them a word of encouragement. And I hope by what I read is encouraging enough. You know, we cannot add anything to the word of God. The word of God, if we read it and meditate on it, it's enough to nourish us, sustain us, and give us life because it is life itself. The Lord addressed Joshua. If you, if you notice, it was the Lord himself who spoke to Joshua. The Lord, it says in the Bible, in my Bible, the Lord spoke to Joshua. Isn't that a privilege for someone like this servant to hear, to see? He couldn't see him, but he could, because no one can see him and live. But he could hear his voice. And he said, I am the Lord, Joshua. I am going to give you today an assignment. Yes, Lord. I want you to lead two million people into the land I promised. Two million. He's never been a leader. But he showed some some uh, good signs of being a leader. He followed the leader, Moses, all the ways 
all the time for 40 years plus. And now to give him such a great task, I want you to take them and you're almost there. Cross the Jordan River with them and possess the promised land. But you have to do a few things. I'm going to give you a land so large. You know, according to uh, some historians, the land is about 3 million square miles. Not 300,000, 3 million. From the Euphrates all the way down to the sea, all the way up, up to Euphrates nowadays is... Iraq, and so on and so forth. He gave them, but they did not occupy all that land. They occupied less than that. However, the order was so big that Joshua needed some directions, and the Lord said, I am going to give you some directions. Be of good courage. And today, the word of God to us is, be strong and of good courage. In uh, today's, today's world, there is disarray. If you don't agree with me, we'll talk later. But I think the world, <laughs> I think the world is in disarray today. Confusion and chaos are everywhere, yes or no? Are you listening to me? All right. Wherever we turn, we hear of and witness bad news, right? Disasters, fires, floods, murders at any level. Murders at any level. I've read last week, I broke my heart, women killing her children. What, what's going on? Men doing the same thing. Heartless people nowadays. Heartless people. Earthquakes, yes? Add to that, the political world is worse than ever before. If you don't agree with me, just read the paper, watch TV, whatever. And it's quickly deteriorating. It's not getting better. And pe people say, well, there's going to be peace. Yes, well, that's what the Bible says. They will say, peace, peace, and they will never see peace. The world today, I have good news for you, is not in order. It's in turmoil. That's our world that we are living in. In spite of what's happening, some, people, some will, get, will get fearful. How are we going to continue? How are we going to live? What's going to happen to our, to our children when they grow up in such uh, an atmosphere. How are we going to secure their future if we cannot secure anything now? We don't feel secure anymore anywhere. If it weren't for the Lord, we'll be going crazy like many people. But in spite of what's happening, 
The Lord in his word, the Bible, is telling us not to fear, but to be of good cheer. The Lord himself, in, in John chapter 16 and verse 33, he tells them, in the world, you will have tribulation. You'll have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Have courage, he said in some, in some translation. Have courage. I have overcome the world. He assures us whatever happens, whatever, whatever you see, I am still in control. He said, let not your heart, you're with me? Okay. If you're sleeping, I'm going to wake you up. Let not your hearts be troubled. These times are prophesied. They are going to come. We're going to see them. Churches are being attacked nowadays, and you know that. And there's also on top of that a spiritual warfare going against the church of God and against the children of God. But take courage. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destructions of the enemy. We have the word of God. We must not lose heart, but be strong and courageous to face the darts of the devil with faith and firm resolve, firm resolve with utmost assurance that he who is with us is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? So, the words of the Lord to this young leader, be courageous. Be courageous. My word is take courage. The word of God is stronger than our circumstances. That's my first word. He said to Joshua, I know your task is gigantic. I know you have to face and fight many nations with no trained army. But remember my word. Remember my word. I commanded you. Read verse 8. I am going to give you something that if you follow, it will be the greatest weapon that you will ever use. Verse 8. Many people have preached on this, but let's, let's take it from this point here. Verse 8. This book, what is it? The book of the law. This book, he says, shall not depart from your mouth. I give you an assignment that you should live by the word of God. And church, in order to be good fighters and win the battle, we should live by the book. We cannot live by any other book. We cannot translate it our way. We cannot adopt any other ideas 
or translations. And there are so many translations today that they are lowering the standard of the Bible to fit their standard instead of lifting up their standard to be the standard of the Bible. Today, the world does not want to live by the word of God. But here's man. Here's your secret. Here's your secret, Joshua. I know you fear me. I know you are fit to be a, a leader. Don't you worry about anything else. I am going to give you this. He tells him, live, live. Do not, let not this word depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it every Sunday. Why not every Easter? Every Thanksgiving day. Nowadays, oh, Christmas. Everybody want a midnight mass. Everybody looks, uh, try to go to church. Yeah, well, this is a tradition that we maintain. What did he tell him? Let, that, let, that, let this word not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. How long? How long? Are you reading your Bible? Day and night. I'm a general. You have assigned me to be a general. And you want me to lead these people. And you want me to follow the word of God, your word, day and night. There are priorities in life, ladies and gentlemen. My dear friend, my dear family, there are priorities. What is your priority in life? Your priority should be to honor God first. And you know my, my preferred verse in the Bible. When someone talks to me about jobs, when someone talks to me about financial situations, about success, I said, well, I can answer you on one, only one answer. Would you please tell me what was my answer to everybody? I will honor those who honor me. Honor me, Joshua. Honor me first. Honor me. Follow my word. Two million people are waiting. Follow my word. And you shall meditate on it. That you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. More than that. He tells him. And uh, I'm, I'm finding the word here. Every place. Then, every place. Verse 3. Every place you go after that. Every place you tread, your foot treads, I will give to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be given to you. First, honor me. And he knows Joshua. Joshua honored God before this time. He didn't wait until this moment to follow the Lord. Joshua, 40 years ago, 
He was one of the spies. Do you remember those theologians here? You are with us. There are some theologians here, Dave. Okay. Uh, they're with us. We have one in the front row here. I'm not mentioning his name. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, he was one of the spies, a young man. And he went to spy the land. They didn't have to, but to, to put the people's minds at ease, they had to spy the land. And they came back with the tw with other 11. They were 12, representing the 12 tribes. When he came back, what did he say? Ten of them said, oh, they are going to eat us. And the Bible says, those ten people, the enemy looked at them as grasshopper to be eaten. But Joshua and his dear friend, supporter Caleb, said, no, no. You know what they are? We are going to go. We are going to attack them. We are going to take it. We are going to win. We are going to possess the land. But you know more than that said? Joshua said, they are our lunch. They're our lunch. I'm not giving you this uh, from, open, open your Bible with me. You have your Bibles there. Don't, Numbers chapter 14. They quieted the people. And they spoke to all the congregation, verse 7. The land which we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. And the Lord is pleased with us. And he will bring us to this land. He was a man of God. He believed the word of God from his youth. And then in verse 9, he said, they said to the, all those people, rebels, do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. Be courageous, for they shall be our prey. They are going to be our lunch. I didn't quote it from myself. It's from the Bible. They're going to be our lunch. Do we have difficulties? Do we go through problems in life? Do we go through trials? Listen to me. Are you going through a, a trial at this very moment? The word of God for, to you and to me today. Be courageous and do not fear. Courage in the face of the enemy. Courage depending on what? On the word of God. We don't have arms. God forbid. We don't carry we don't want to carry and kill anyone. God forbid. But we have something more effective than anything. We have the word of God and his promises. Joshua, what do you think? He says, I'm going to go. And if you follow, I like, I like to study uh, cases and study the history of the men of God. And this, please, when you go home, study the book of Joshua. And he went and 
worked and fought never taking any exit out of the will of God. Of course, he had some problems. He faced some problems. He did some mistakes. He's a human being. He did some mistakes, big mistakes. It's not the time for that, but I want to show you. Did he, did he conquer the land? Yes or no? He conquered the land. He fought every fight. He led every, all the army of Israel. And one day he was fighting to see how he depends on God from the very beginning of his life. He know that he will be with me wherever I go. One day five kings came against him. You will find it in, uh, don't look for it now, in, um, in Joshua chapter 10. Five. They, they, they were in Gibeon, they were. And they wanted to fight against him to annihilate the children of Israel. But what was the promise of God? Wherever you go, I will be with you. Wherever you go. You know, and he started, he started fighting them. And the battle went his way. And he was winning. And it, seemed, it looked like it's five o'clock. It's getting, it's getting what? Dark. You know what he said? No one has done it in the history of mankind. No one. He looked up in heaven. He said, Lord, freeze the sun in heaven. And give me more sunshine so I can win this battle. Joshua spoke to the Lord. Listen to me. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the son of Israel. And he said in the sight of all the army. O sun, stand still at Gibeon. And O moon, in the valley of Ajlon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped. Until the nation avenged themselves of their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Sharf? And guess what? The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and did not hasten to go down for about a whole day. Are you encouraged? Mm. Listen to that. And there was no day like that before it or after it when the Lord listened to the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. What are you afraid of? What is scaring you in this life? Remember he who is with us is greater than he who is in the world. What is paralyzing your footsteps? Get up. Because we are his children. And he promised, wherever you go, I will be with you. And more than that, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Come what may. Just honor me. Just follow my book. Just Read your Bible daily. Just live by this law, the law of love. It's not, this is the law. Live by it and live for him. No man will be able to stand before you. Do you think anyone could have fought him with that 
with God is on his side and one. Did he live? Oh, he lived. Did he succeed? He succeeded. Did he set an example? He did. And at the end of his life, completely, I changed my message today, if you want to know. Gone, completely. The papers, I'm not looking at them. Gone. Okay. Oh, amen. Okay, here it is. At the end of his life, he said, as for me, now this is a God I know. This is the God that encouraged me. I was a simple servant of Moses. He was the greatest, he became the greatest general. And the nation of Israel is still today standing. And God, and we are going to see it in the millennium, what a great nation is going to be. But now, now, he said, as for me, are my house. We shall, so we will continue to have the word of God as our guide. We will live by it. We will not go either to, to the left nor to the right. And, you, and he set the example for the whole nation. What happened? In chapter 24 at the end, he died at the age of 110 lived a full life. He was never wounded. No arrow could get him. The Lord was his shield. The Lord defended him. He went to war almost every day, and he came back home every day or stayed on the field until he became 100 years old. And what happened to the nation? Listen to that. Be examples. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, 24, 31. And all the days of the elders who survived Joshua and had known all the deeds of the Lord, which he has done for Israel. Do you believe that God can defend you? Do you believe that God can take you through these hard times that we are going through? Do you believe that God can stand with you? He told him, only, first of all, first of all, the words of the law, you should meditate on them day and night. Live by them. Live. What a word. We have the word of God. Who are you afraid of? He will defend us. He will be your guide. Victory is his. And get, let me tell you why. Because he is over any power in this world or the world to come. Amen. Let's bow our heads. If you're going through hard times, like this woman, member of the church, she trusted the word. I will be with you wherever you go. Joshua just, just 
stay with me. Just follow me. Take courage. I have overcome the world. Our Father, give us strength. As Christians, believers, we get fearful at times and discouraged. But we thank you for the word, your word. This is our law. This is our life. The psalmist said about it, I have found your word and I ate it. Help us to just feed on it day and night. It will strengthen us. It will give us victory. It encourages us and give us courage against all the currents of this filthy world. And if there's someone here, Lord, who doesn't know you this afternoon, may we ask you to let the word, this word, your word, go into their hearts, change their lives. Let them know that without you, it's, there's no life, but with you, life is eternal. Bless this word to our hearts and bless each and every family and dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.